Skelly Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. And now, fellas and girls, we have a special big treat in store tonight. I brought a friend of mine to the studio that I know you want to meet. He's an airplane pilot who has flown more than a million miles. He flies one of those big bimotored airplanes you've seen skimming across the sky and wondered who was inside of it. Well, the chances are you've seen one of the very planes he was flying because he's flown a lot of them. He's none other than Captain Doc Ator of American Airlines. Captain Ator, tell us, if you had it all to do over again, would you want to become a transport pilot for one of America's greatest airlines? I certainly would, Don, and I'll tell you why. There's a real future in aviation. Air transportation is already one of America's largest and fastest-growing industries. Then you wouldn't try to discourage young people from becoming interested in flying? I mean, you don't think it's just idle dreaming to think about big careers ahead in aviation? Oh, I should say not. I'd advise young people who are interested in aviation to start in early, preparing and training themselves for the many important jobs that will have to be filled in building America's future in the air. And I really admire the work that you're doing on this Captain Midnight program and in your famous Flight Patrol Radio Club in helping boys and girls to learn more about aviation. Well, thank you, sir. We're mighty happy to hear you say that. And say, by the way, Captain Ator, have you seen our new Captain Midnight Airline map of America that we're offering free to every member of the 1940 Flight Patrol and all those who still want to join? Yes, sir. I certainly have seen their airline map. And I want to say that's a great piece of work. Surely any fellow or girl who's interested in flying will want to have a copy of that beautiful big wall map of the Airlines of America. Speaking for American Airlines, I want to thank Captain Midnight and the sponsors of this program for offering young people the opportunity to get such a fine map to help acquaint them with the progress of air transportation in the United States. And I hope every fellow and girl listening in tonight is able to get one of those excellent airline maps to study and to keep. Well, thank you, Captain Ator. I hope they can, too. And now, fellas and girls, here's all you do to get one of these big three-color airline maps, all your own, absolutely free. Just stop in and show your Flight Patrol membership card to your Skelly man the next time you're out riding with mother or dad in the family car. He'll give it to you right on the spot. And listen, this map is big. It's 11 inches high and 17 inches wide. It not only shows every airline in the United States and just where it flies, but it shows pictures of many of the most widely used transport planes with interesting facts about them. Why, it even has three special new pictures of Captain Midnight and his two friends, Chuck and Patsy. Why, say, you sure be sorry if you miss out on getting this big free airline map of America. So remember, have mother or dad run you over to your Skelly service station tonight or tomorrow for sure. Simply show your Skelly man that you're a member of the 1940 Flight Patrol and you get your Captain Midnight airline map absolutely free. And now to Captain Midnight. Ivan Shark has promised to let Chuck Ramsey speak a few words over the microphone when Shark again radios a message to Captain Midnight. Our scene today opens on Ivan Shark's powerful bimotored transport plane as it pursues a northerly course high over a wild mountainous region. Chuck and Frank Crane, in the rear compartment, have been discussing the possibility of getting a secret message to Captain Midnight. 
But suddenly, the door is unlocked, and the servant Fang tells Chuck that Ivan Shark wishes him to come forward to the cockpit. We now find the young pilot seated next to Shark, who is piloting the plane. Chuck is speaking. You know, Ivan Shark, just because you told Captain Midnight that Crane and I are in your hands doesn't mean that he's going to believe it. You're very shrewd, Ramsey. Very shrewd indeed. I anticipated that Captain Midnight might demand some proof of your presence with me. Something like my voice, because I think Captain Midnight will demand such proof. Hmm. I believe I see what you are thinking about, Ramsey. But if I were you, I would not raise my hopes too high. I merely wanted to put at rest any doubts that might be in Captain Midnight's mind. Oh, no, Ramsey. That is not all you wanted. You also wanted to give Captain Midnight some information that would help him in trying to find you. But that will be quite useless, my dear Ramsey. Quite useless. You misunderstand me, Shark. You'll be right beside me as I speak, and I won't say anything to which you could object. Ah, that is better, Ramsey. I did not really think you would be foolhardy enough to make it necessary for me to liquidate you at once. No, I'd be very foolish to do anything like that. I am quite aware that Captain Midnight will raise heaven and earth in an attempt to rescue you. But that will be quite useless. I have made all preparations in advance. And if I should allow you to speak to him over the radio, you have my permission to tell him that. I think Captain Midnight probably knows that already. Yes. Whatever else Captain Midnight may be, he is not a fool. Oh, you're, you're banking. Are we turning from our course? No, I'm merely looking the ground over in preparation for a landing. This is certainly wild country here. Yes, Ramsey. Very wild indeed. And it is country you have never seen before. Otherwise, I would not allow you to remain here with me and look out. No, I guess you're not taking any chances. I wouldn't know what to tell Captain Midnight even if I could talk to him. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is quite right. I see you have sense enough to know when you are conquered. Oh, I see a narrow field down there. And it looks like there's a small clearing with some kind of a home on that ridge. Quite correct, Ramsey. And that cabin you see on the ridge will be your home until I get word from Captain Midnight. If it is unfavorable, these next few days may be your last one. However, Ramsey, you will be very comfortable, I can assure you. Now leave me and return to the rear compartment. Almost positive we're north of the line and into Canada. Oh, we sure must be. We've flown north for such a long time. But I can tell you one thing. I'm positive I can locate this place again. But you've never seen it before. Anyway, Ivan Chark wouldn't let just you look at it if it'd do you any good. Yes, that's what he said. But nevertheless, it has done me some good. What'd you see? I'll tell you why, Frank. Just before we started down, I saw a landmark which is a very unusual one. In fact, it's so unusual that no one could miss it. Gosh, Chuck, what is it? It was a long ridge. Oh, I should say about four or five miles long. It's long and narrow and has trees on it. And the whole thing is shaped just like an arrow. An arrow? Yes. It runs from west to east. And on the eastern end, there's a tip just like the point of an arrow. And then on the western end, it's wider. And it looks just like the feathers that are on the end of the arrow. Oh, you mean the feathers that keep it going straight? Well, that's just what I mean, Frank. And when you look at it from above, it looks just exactly like an arrow that was getting ready to fly through the air. A flying arrow? Gosh! Oh, if I could only figure some way to let Captain Midnight know about that. Well, what else did you see? Oh, gosh, I saw a lot of things. Oh, I saw the cabin where we're going to live. It's a long, low building on the top of the ridge. You mean on top of the ridge it looks like an arrow? Yes. 
And on the southern end of the ridge, not far from the landing field, there's a canyon. And over this canyon, there's another ridge. What do you know about that? Hey, but tell me, Chuck, did you see any signs, you know, signs that would mean people are living around here? Uh, nothing like that, Frank. Well, this is the wildest country I've ever seen. I think we must be miles and miles from any human habitation. In fact, Chuck told me up in front that we'd better not try to escape, because if we did, we'd starve to death before we got out. Oh, geez, he's probably right, too. So I figure our only chance is to get some kind of a message through to Captain Midnight. I may be wrong, but I believe that if I had the chance, I could describe this country so well that Captain Midnight could find it. Shark, he's going to talk to Captain Midnight, isn't he? Yes, by radio, tonight at 12 o'clock. And it looks as though Shark may let me say something to Captain Midnight myself. Oh, gosh, that's swell. Hey, do you think, Chuck, do you think there's any way you could get a secret message through to Captain Midnight without Shark suspecting what you're doing? Mm, It's just exactly what I'm going to try to do, Frank. It may be impossible, but I'm going to take a crack at it. Well, it's early in the morning now, and you've got plenty of time before 12 o'clock tonight. Oh, oh, the ship's leveling now. I guess we must be going to land. Hey, gee, Chuck, what are you looking at? Mm, I'm looking at this point again. I've got an idea, and I believe I can use it as a means of getting a message through to Captain Midnight. Hours have passed, and our scene changes. It's drawing rapidly nearer to 12 o'clock the same night, and we find Captain Midnight at the controls of his new Spartan cabin plane, with Steve Donovan in the seat beside him, and Patsy Donovan immediately behind. The plane is slipping along easily through the night sky at 10,000 feet. Let's listen as Patsy says... Why, look down there. Isn't that a ship approaching Ridgeville Airport? Yes, yes, I can see the navigation lights. I think it must be the plane I flew up to Tulsa. Spartan people are going to have a pilot area down here for tonight. There's something I meant to ask you about, Captain Midnight. Something that didn't look quite right to me. Go ahead, Patsy. What is it? That telegram you got from Ivan Shark. Didn't it come from someplace in Ohio? Yes, Patsy, it did. But that doesn't mean a thing. Shark has connections all over the country. He could have wired some friend of his and had the friend send the telegram to me. Oh, sure. Why didn't I think of that? Look at the clock. Getting pretty close to 12. Gee, I'm so nervous I can hardly sit still in my seat. Oh, gosh, Steve, I'm just the same. Why, I'm so excited, I'm shaking all over. Get hold of yourself, Patsy. Because when we start talking, I want you to be sure to not miss a single word of it. All right, Captain Midnight, I'll try my best to keep cool. An awful lot certainly depends on this conversation. I hope our listening posts are tuned in already. They're tuned in all right, Steve. Don't worry about that. Good. After I sent my instructions, I received confirmations from both of them. And didn't you say you talked to Major Steele on long distance? Yes, I did. He's going to listen in, too. Well, how much time to wait, Steve? I can't see the clock very well from here. Uh, There's a little over a minute to go, Patsy. I'll give you ten seconds warning before 12 o'clock. Right. That's the stuff. I'll have my notebook and my pencil all ready. You'd better have them ready right now, Patsy. You know just exactly what you're going to say, Captain Midnight? Yes, Steve. I know exactly what I'm going to say. And the first thing I'm going to demand is to hear Chuck's voice. Do you think Ivan Shark will let Chuck speak to you? He'll have to, or I won't even talk to him. So we've got him in a spot, too. I don't think Shark will allow Chuck to speak if he can possibly get out of it. No, I don't think so either. But that's my one condition. Oh, gosh, won't it be thrilling to hear Chuck's voice? I feel just like shouting hello to him. Don't forget, Patsy. A person's voice sometimes doesn't sound the same over a radio at all. Oh, gosh, that's right. Maybe I wouldn't even recognize Chuck's voice. And that has given me a swell idea. Gee, what do you mean? Well, I won't bother to explain it to you now. But I will after we get through talking to Shark. But this idea may mean that we'll be able to stall Shark off longer than I'd hoped. In fact, it may mean the difference between success and failure. Gee, I can hardly wait to have you explain it to us. Never mind that now. We haven't got any more time to waste. Ten seconds to twelve. I'm all ready to start writing. I'll wait until the second hand's on the hour, then I'll start calling. It's almost time. Four, three, two, twelve o'clock. All right, here goes. Captain Midnight, calling Ivan Sharp. 
Captain Midnight, calling Ivan Shark. Gosh, I don't hear a thing. Except for a little static. Captain Midnight, calling Ivan Shark. Captain Midnight, calling Ivan Shark. Go ahead. Ivan Shark answering Captain Midnight. Ivan Shark answering Captain Midnight. Go ahead. At last, the fateful hour of 12 has come, and the terribly important radio conversation between Captain Midnight and Ivan Shark has begun. How will Captain Midnight reply to Ivan Shark's demands? Will Captain Midnight and his friends hear Chuck's voice over the radio? Don't miss the next adventure. Tune in to Captain Midnight. Now remember, there are just a few days left for getting your free airline map of America at your Skelly service station. It's absolutely free to members of Captain Midnight's 1940 Flight Patrol. If you have any friends who haven't yet joined, tell them they can join right now simply by calling at their Skelly service station and they can get their free airline maps right away, just like all the rest of the members. So don't forget, stop in and show your Skelly man your Flight Patrol membership card the next time you're off in the family car. And right then and there, he'll hand you your big three-color airline map of America with the pictures and descriptions of modern transport planes and all. And it's absolutely free. So get yours tonight or tomorrow for sure. And don't forget to tune in again Friday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight, brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. Until Friday, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy life.